the first episode of the Bahad podcast, we discuss a number of topics, including the history of our website, some of the stories behind the articles we published, and the future of these podcasts. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Ka-me- Assalamu alaikum guys, welcome to the first ever Bahath podcast. You're here with Visa Dar and Mohammed Shawekh, your founders. And inshallah today we'll be going to be talking about what Bahath is and... The future of our podcast. Yeah, that's Mohammed Shawekh right there. Do you want to give a little intro to what we're going to be doing today? Yeah, so inshallah what we're going to try and do is um, learn a little bit more about the organization that we founded around... Uh, was it like two and a half years ago? About yeah, around two and a half years. Yeah, um, talk a little bit about a little bit about that, uh, and what we're gonna try and achieve with the podcast going forward. Alrighty, should we get into it? So, uh, when did we start? We start. So yeah, right. We started two, two and a half, around two and a half years ago. This was our. This was during the summer, right? The summer, yeah. Yeah, summer of, of the first year of uni. Yeah, going into the second year of our. Uh, university career Yes Which alhamdulillah We're now out of Well one of us is Well one of us is Yes Yeah um, We started We actually started At university Right we, Yes We came I mean we came to university One day And we just um, Actually Mohammed Shawek Is actually the this. He's the brains Behind this whole thing He he messages me one day And he's like Isa You know I need to talk to you About something You know We should meet up I was like Okay yo cool Where do you want to meet He was like Okay let's go meet At our At our campus And so I meet this guy And he's like Really excited He's like Look I've got this idea I'm like Yo go for it man And he's like What if We have this Thing It's kind of like A magazine Mm -hmm. And Do you remember What else you said to me That day I think originally the concept is like I think as we've progressed the, the concept of Bahath has, has uh, changed slightly originally I guess the core concept has stayed the same we've, we've always wanted to like showcase like interesting innovative and niche concepts and organisations within the community that we have the Muslim community and so I guess that was one of the first um, ideas that we had and it wasn't just like people I mean it wasn't just like organizations It was people as well right Like yeah. we wanted to like I mean because like the Muslim community is so Like vast and diverse mm-hmm. I guess that was kind of one Like the big objective was to like Just show people that you know Muslims aren't this one like Monolith cat- Yeah monolithic category of people that you know Is just this is Muslims and this is how they are You know Yeah uh, And so then we ended up the first ever article we launched was the five awesome brands for the fashion conscious Muslim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. We did two, we did two posts, right? We did the the five five for men, and then five for yeah. women. That one came a, a few months later, but I think it was the first one was that five awesome brands, um, and that one did really well, and then that like um, propelled us forward, and we. And I think that first article is like kind of like a foundation it shows kind of the foundations of what we're kind of trying to achieve with Bahas mm-hmm. the kind of idea that like um, 
you know, because it's easy to make your own, you know, Muslim brand. You know, I saw this tweet like the other day, some guy uh, or like it was on Instagram or something like that. And he was like, um, uh, the first step to making a Muslim um, clothing brand is slap a random Arabic word on a hat. Mm. And, you know, all, like immediately you've got like a million cells or something. Yeah. So I think one of the thing, the main thing we were looking for in that first post was kind of like brands that were filter filter the market and try yeah. to bring forward and i think we co- we we selected five really interesting brands who at the time were like um some were really well known and some others we thought we could um showcase a bit more which is another part of like what we do at bahath really yeah. do you know what i mean like we essentially we kind of we want to show people the little guy kind of sometimes do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and I, I guess that post was a uh, also, uh, it it was a part of that that showcasing yeah. of um, you know unknown brands and unknown things. What did we do after that? What was the second? I mean, after the kind of fashion posts. I'm trying to think now. Was uh, it the the Umma one? Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. The Umma Umma post. So that was a, so for those of you who don't know, um, one of the posts that we did afterwards was on Umma. Uh, and that was a cool group of Muslims that we contacted and they'd started their own um, biker crew and that kind of encapsulates like exactly the concept of, of Bahath it was like a group of Muslims who were practicing like if you see pictures of them they had full beards and, mm. um, and they were they had decided to start up their own biker crew which was something that was unique and we found really interesting and so we did an interview with them yeah, and it was so it was so out there, and I, you know whenever someone like comes up to me like actually a few days ago uh, at uni, because I am the only one who still goes to uni, <laughs> a guy came up to me, and he was like, "What's uh, so? What's Bahath about?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, Bahath is you know this a, a, a random person." No, no, not a random person. He was a brother, and uh, he was uh, he's on my course. Oh, okay. And so you know he's like, "Hey, so what's what's Bahath?" You know, because yeah. he had just added me on Facebook, and obviously like I'm just trying to shout out Bahath everywhere I go and he's like uh, I was like yeah so essentially it's like this website that we have it's kind of like an online magazine and we showcase Muslims and interesting things from around the world you know etc so on and so forth and then my immediate example Umma because I think it's one of the most like idyllic kind of uh, posts that we've ever done this like idea that you know okay when you think about a biker gang you know I think I'm sure all of you think like kind of the same thing right this stereotype of like a bunch of dudes on bikes going you know cross country like getting up to all kinds of shenanigans yeah and then ummah it takes that and it just flips it right on its head yeah and that was like the best thing you know they do charity work they do they raise money you know they have like they uh, feed the homeless and things like that while and and they have like a women's chapter of their organization. And they have a women's chapter of their organization. Look at yeah. that. I mean, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that. And that's the most. That's the that's the coolest thing about yeah. Bahas, really. You know what I mean? The fact that. For, I mean, for, I know for me that it's it's, it's given me an opportunity to find these things myself as well, because mm-hmm. at the same time as trying to show other people all these things. It's given me the opportunity to like, oh, like, you know, Muslims aren't just this one category that, you know, we tick on our, you know, survey when it comes about. It's 
we're like so diverse and we're so vast and it's so important you know to understand that muslims aren't just like arabs or your average pakistani uncle you know what i mean yeah which i think we fall into a lot of the time so i guess so then i guess we developed a bit more further and we kind of categorize the different articles that we were doing um so do you want to talk a little bit about um the different sections that we have oh yeah okay so essentially what we wanted to do was look into like different fields you know because we obviously within bahath we wanted to diversify something that was already so diverse but we also wanted to like you know keep some type of order yeah. so i guess so we have the fashion section yeah we have the lifestyle section yeah uh what else we or life Li- yeah but, but life. That, that's that is that's kind of like the miscellaneous yeah, yeah, section yeah. you know things that like are awesome but like we don't really know where to do with them yeah, <laughs> so we put them in life because you know at the end of the day life is miscellaneous yeah um so sort of like um listicle based stuff listicle so this is, this is the funniest <laughs> word that i'm it was actually in that first meeting that we had for bahath and uh muhammad we were here. checking the terminology for what what term you would use you know, for to those, describe like, BuzzFeed articles? Yeah, like those top five lists, like, check out the top five Muslim bakers or, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. And this guy comes up with Isa. So we should start writing listicles. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are listicles, bro? <laughs> and apparently listicles are what you call these things. And you know what? I didn't even Google it. I was like, you know what? Let me just trust him with this. I don't want this in my Google search history anyway. You know, just l- let me just trust him with this. So, yeah, so in life, go there's the listicles. There's a lot of listicles there, too. Um, a lot of listicle-based stuff. And then some some of the... So, we're going to add another history section, but history-based posts normally go there as well. Yeah, more like... Kind of like... More like essay-type, like, um, articles, you know? Really, like either factual or or it can also we also do posts like you know things you didn't know about them you know muslims you know historically for example we have the uh, muslim empire of mali that went there yeah we have uh muslims in brazil a kind of like mini history of muslims in brazil you know things like that um you know we wanted to the 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 post on the the slave, the slave warriors who saved the Muslim world. Ah, uh, yeah, the Mamluks. Yeah. Yeah. Because even, even, you know, some of us, you know, we know like, you know, okay, we know the, the Umayyads, the Abbasids, and then we're like the Ottomans. And, but, and Ayyubids. Ayyubids, obviously the Mamluks. But yeah. most of the time we just know these by name. And we don't really like, we, like, we don't know who the Umayyads really are or when they ruled. Mm-hmm. Or the Abbasids or... The Ubids. We know the Ottomans. I mean, yeah. everybody knows the Ottomans, man. Come on. I mean, like they, what they, their last Ottoman, the last Muslim empire. Yeah. So, so essentially, it has posts like that. And, and then we have the profile sections, which is, I think, that's my favorite section. Profiles. Yeah. Go and talk about profiles because it's awesome. Profiles. It can either be an organization or it can be a person, uh, and it's. It's pretty much an interview, right? Yeah. And we just learn about a really interesting organization or... Um, person who's person. doing something amazing. Yeah. So 
I'll t- I'll let's go ahead and I'll say one of my favorite profiles and then you can say yours. Okay, go shoot. Not, I think because you because you're gonna say my, my favorite one, but go on. Actually, it's, I don't think it is gonna be. What is it? My favorite one is uh, the Jamil Sayed post. Okay. The interview. All right. The interview that I did with Jamil Sayed, who was a man, um, I think about three years ago. He traveled across the whole of the United States and he did a van in every single state. So it's like 52 states or something, right? Yeah. Uh, throughout, throughout the month of Ramadan. He right? hit 50, that can't no, be right. No, that's not possible, no. no 52 uh, states? No, 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 yeah, exactly. That's, you don't even have enough. You don't have enough days, bro. I mean, unless you're like hopping, I mean, you can I hop think states. We need, like, uh, we, I think we need to double check, but he, he basically he traveled to every single state. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he did the adhan in every single state. Yeah. And so it was really interesting speaking to him because he had, like, traveled across the U.S. and he had a really unique perspective yeah. of, like, the landscape of America and what it meant for Muslims. Mm. Um, and he had some really interesting reflections on that. Um, yeah. And so that was, one of, that, was, that was probably one of my favorite ones for the profile section. So, obviously, mine is going to be the Jordan Richter article yes the the american skateboarder skateboarder that's the that's the correct word i think it is let's go with it the border right yeah the skater 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 that's what people say so the american skater that was my favorite article i mean that was actually my first interview my first like live interview because before that we did interviews but um a lot of the time we did interviews like we'd send you know, we'd send the questions and then we'd receive the answers. But this was mm-hmm. our first, like, this was, well, this was my first sit down, talking to this guy. Actually, it was, it was here in, in this building. Unidentified location. In this unidentified location that will, shall not be spoken of <laughs> any further. But um, it was, I remember because I was, it was, it was like, it was so late. Because, so he lives in Calif- California, yeah. right? On the West Coast. And we're obviously here in London. And that's, I mean, the time difference is crazy because I've had to do another one. I've had to do others like this and it's like calling dudes on West Coast time is not fun because yeah. it's so late and like you're so tired. And and, and you being the interview viewer, yeah. you have to accommodate them. So, yeah. So, then... so you can't be like, okay, no, I'm going to, I'm going to call you when it's my midday yeah. and then, you know, it can be like nine o'clock at night for you i don't care you know you can't do that Mm -hmm. because that's the whole point of it right you have to make them feel comfortable even if you're uncomfortable yourself um so talking to him was really great you know about his like his what he sees within the muslim community because he's a convert as well so what he saw in the muslim community how like how how skateboarding is as a you know as a profession as an occupation and how it's viewed within the Muslim community is really fascinating because you know, you know, you go because I know myself. I mean, this is one of the things I actually spoke to him about was um, back then I had this phase of skateboarding, which alhamdulillah I don't do anymore because it came back during uni for a bit. Yeah, it came back during uni for a bit, but then I realized that you know, after I like, you... I, I couldn't even I couldn't land one trick, and I was like, this is just pointless. Why are we talking about tricks? We're talking about going in a straight line, dude. Yeah, I, okay, I couldn't do that either. It was embarrassing. Yeah. I had to get I had to change wheels but anyway mm. I remember talking to him about like like sometimes when I'd go to the masjid or even to our prayer room in university 
you know, I'd, I'd have my skateboard with me and people would just look at me weird or like, you know, sometimes they'd like, it would, to them, I think the feeling, I mean, the feeling I got, it would look like I wasn't even like, I was a new Muslim or someone who didn't know anything about Islam. Yeah. Like it's the first time, I mean, I don't know anything about Islam, you know, Allahu alam ala kulli shay. But like, it's like, you know, like I was a complete just like novice to everything. Yeah. And I, you know, you, cause they, obviously they have like some preconceived notions about it. But I mean, like it's, you know, when you look at it realistically, it's skateboarding, right? Yeah. The actual profession itself does not entail like drinking or smoking or gambling or like yeah. anything that's like in fact I, I rem- haram, you know? Yeah. I mean, in fact, it, he mentioned that like if somebody is a professional sta- skater, um, yeah. that because of the level of the sport, it's impossible for them to live that lifestyle. You can't. Yeah. Right? Those guys who do things like that, they're like, you know, guys who are recording Instagram videos yeah. of them doing some tricks on the side. But when you're a professional skateboarder, you can't do things like that. I mean, you're 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 an athlete, you know. Like athletes, you won't see a footballer. Actually, I don't know anything about football, so I'm not going to talk about footballer. But you 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 wouldn't see like like LeBron James, you know, doping in like some club in yes. you know Cleveland or something. You know, it's it, you can't treat your body like that. Your body is is so, your is your tool to what, work. What? So the, for those who don't know, what was his like background? Like, was he just a? So he, what was his so, achievements really? So he was when uh, to be called a skater. When he was younger, he was he was quite famous. Like he was posted on loads of magazines and stuff. I think when he was like in his like early twenties and teens, um, he was part of a. So like when you have like when you're when you're a professional skateboarder, you join like a skateboarding team, essentially, and you like. You travel and you you are like have sponsorships and things like that and you participate in competitions and stuff. So he was part of that when he was younger, and um, he he kind of like built his fame within that skateboarding world. You know, anyone who was a skateboarder would know the name Jordan Richter. So that's essentially the thing, like he grew up in. Like, so he was like big time. He was like a Premier League kind of guy. Yeah, I don't know. Is Premier League good? I don't know. Is it? What's, what's, is there anything above Premier League? No, Premier League is at the best. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. So I guess he was like Premier League then. Yeah. I obviously don't know anything about football. So he was like essentially like that. And then, you know, kind of like, you know, it's, it's a very like, I mean, like I've had, uh, I have a friend who uh, converted about around, actually around two years ago now. Alhamdulillah. And like he even tells me the same thing, you know, and a lot of converts that I have spoken with it's this kind of sense of like disillusionment with the world mm. you know with the life that you're living or with just how things are it's like having a midlife crisis you know it's a crisis of faith essentially do you know what i mean um you go through a lot and you see a lot of things and you might do a lot of things as well and you just end up like why am i doing that so i think essentially that's what he went through and um he met some brothers who were giving da'wah and uh, you know one thing led to another and he became Muslim alhamdulillah and um, he kind of initially like left that lifestyle um, I, that as in like skating um, and then inshallah afterwards he got back into it and you know alhamdulillah like now he's got um, he's got schools where he teaches kids skateboarding and um, it's it's really great. I think it's called Jordan Richter Academy, and you should all just definitely check it out. And if you're in the states, 
for sure. If you're in the West Coast specifically, go check it. Learn how to skate because it's awesome. And I hear you lose weight. And, and he's you know. he's also on Instagram. He posts. Oh yeah, like, he's throwbacks on... and yeah, yeah. He has stuff. a YouTube. Yeah, she. You know what? I actually really like his YouTube account. I don't like. He doesn't make like loads of videos, but the videos, like especially his like first few videos, the ones I watched, they were like. They were really good and they were just they were like really simple like really simple vlogs like mm-hmm. one of it was him going to a skate shop trying to find like a new skateboard and it was just so funny the way he records it and he's like he's like he's a really good editor as well you know that yeah. you should watch it have you seen it i remember watching it like before we did the interview yeah yeah it's really yeah it's it's awesome but yeah that so that's jordan richter that's my favorite one and then we also have the fashion section yeah which we've had a lot of fun with um, putting together. Apart from the... So we did the, like, sort of, like, listicle-based posts where we talked about... So we did the five awesome brands for the fashion-conscious Muslim, yeah. and then we did the second one for Muslima, which those two are actually, by far, the most popular articles every single month. Every single month. Which I thought was fascinating, because I didn't expect that. For, so for some reason, most and young... for so Muslim, long. Yeah. Muslims love... Finding about different brands, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if the SEO is like pinpoint perfect or something, <laughs> but every single month, that is in the top. Um, it's uh, it's in the top five of yeah. our posts. Either one of them or or both of them, yeah. right? Uh, so we kind of we kind of um, broke down the fashion section uh, into like men's and women's, um, and we did like individual posts for those. Um, I guess. Surprisingly, the fashion section was really, um, I found it challenging to come up with concepts. Uh, and so we really made sure that if we, ha- if we put together a concept, that it was like solid. Yeah, because you know what? It's, a, it's like making fashion posts is what I imagine making new Muslim fashion is like, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so much out there, which, you know, to be honest, is pretty much the same. You know, it, it, it's, it, a lot of the time you do see that like, random Arabic word slapped on a t-shirt or on a hat I mean and that is quote unquote Muslim fashion yeah so it was first we had to even come up what I remember having a conversation with um, Tyler who we'll talk about a little later about the about uh, the boundaries of what exactly Muslim fashion is or clothing Muslim clothing in general Hmm. Um, and it's like finding a middle ground between I mean there's cultural clothing uh, there's religious guidelines about like modesty and um, that kind of thing, um, and then there's also some of the times it's just clothing brands run by Muslims. Mm. Um, so that's the challenge of us trying to come to come together to decide um, what constitutes that whole area. Muslim fashion, dude, yeah. that'll be a fantastic dissertation topic. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, if you're doing like a BA fashion. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't go to uni, unfortunately. Oh yeah, you yeah. don't. Anywho, so I think what we've tried, we've what we've tried to do with that whole section, um, is trying to make, is make it a hub, for people who are interested in 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 the Muslim fashion scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, even to the extent where we, we, collaborated with a really awesome guy, um, which is Tyler. Tyler, yes, of the Muslim Male, on Instagram. Yeah. Follow him. If you would like, um, no, just do follow him because he's okay. he's an awesome guy and he's like, 
and and we're working with him and on a on an upcoming series. Yeah. Well, we've had one article. Um, and so what the co- so just given an idea of some of the concepts we're trying to produce in that section in in the fashion section, um, we're working on a Muslim male fashion series, um, covering a range of different um, topics related to male fashion from Muslim. Um, and so we have a bunch of really exciting articles that we did. The first one we did um, was on an Eid outfit, um, like. What would you call it? Like a inspiration post with a bunch of different styles, and he did really well on that. And he went into detail about the different styles you can wear, mm. um, and added the element of culture uh, for someone's individual, some individual needs, etc. Okay, let's let's talk about the kind of challenges that we've had doing this. You know, not I mean, like the challenges in terms of like. You know what it's like to look f- like what what have we had to maintain within ourselves within our philosophy like how do we know what our limit is what mm-hmm. we're not going to go into and what we we are willing to go into you know yeah that's that's an interesting question because i guess what we've tried we, what we've tried to do middle way i guess you know it's it's yeah it's, it's a middle way uh and we don't we haven't really delved into like we don't cover any like religious like uh, sciences yeah, yeah. So, uh, religious kind of topics yeah like uh, we, we, discussions we, we, we don't really like post like hadiths or Quran based stuff um, and that's very like we do that on purpose um, no and I think we, the reason for doing so is not like um, some kind of like we want to please everybody but simply if we want I think part of it is because that's not like that's not our agenda. Yeah. Our agenda is not like to to specifically talk about the Quran and the ahadith and ulum and things like that. Do you know what I mean? And it's like definitely not our place. And it's yeah, and it's not our place to you know go go about giving fatwa. You know, like drop a fatwa that you're, you know, you should do this or you should do that. That's yeah. not our place. That's not what we're trying to do. What, essentially, what we're trying to do is, you know, engage with Muslims. Yeah. You know, and yeah. You know, one can say like, "Oh, you engage with Muslims by you know talking about the Quran, talking about the Ahadith," but like, I think one of the things we found is that you know, with Muslims, you need to you need to make let them know that it's okay to be Muslim. I think that's one of the challenges of society nowadays. It's kind of like, especially for young Muslims, it's like they don't know where they stand in society, and it I think it's like really important that they should know that. You don't have to conform to society. You build society. You're a society builder, and you contribute to society. You know because yeah. you're a part of it. You don't let it shape you, and you don't necessarily have to like completely, you know, shape it. But you, you, you are your own individual. Islam is your standard, and you contribute based on that. That's a good point. One thing that we really try to focus on is principles. Yeah, because. Um, I think we find a lot of a lot of the time people um, will try to do something unique and um, innovative. Yeah. Um, and they and they like kind of forget like the principles of Islam essentially, and um, that's how we try yeah, to maintain that. They do. they do. I mean, it's and it's easy. It's easy in this kind of because it's all well and good talking about a Muslim who became a skateboarder or you know a Muslim who 
rides mountain bikes yes. you know but it's like where's lo- the where's the limit set where yeah. is where is your yeah. uniqueness um to a point where uh you're overstepping boundaries yeah and not just like um uh ikhtilafi boundaries yeah but just like like that mate that's like not, difference that's of like, opinion like, yeah, boundaries yeah um because i remember there was like um i don't want to take shots but i, I remember seeing like a muslim um ballerina yeah um and i was thinking i was i had a look at it and i was like maybe that's something but then um no it's it's true i mean like i mean essentially you know we work in that mubah area not to use too much terminology. islamic terminology but that mubah area of like it's permissible it's okay it's like clearly it's fine yeah. Right. We work in that kind of area. We don't want to delve into like things that are, you know, iffy. Like we don't know if this is okay, or some people might think it's okay, some people might think it's not okay, and we don't want to. Definitely, we don't want to delve into the areas which is which is like no, this is like absolutely like mm-hmm. haram. You know, it's like forbidden. So I guess that's what we want to. We we delve in that, those areas, you know, and yeah, I mean like, this is one of the first things I remember saying to you. Right, was that. Someone somewhere is always going to have a problem with what we do and what we post, no matter who it is. You yeah. can't please everyone. But the best you can do is to, you know, say Bismillah and, you know, have the intention that, you know, this is for the sake of God first. And then, you know, for the sake of the Muslims in the, in a, in the best of ways, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I guess that's what the, the like, that main challenge was the, the that boundary, man, of, like, what we're... What we're not gonna do, yeah, you know, you know things like music and things like that, you know things like that. Like, no matter what, no matter what our own opinions are on those things, yeah, we know that because these are like kind of touch and go areas for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, we're gonna delve into it because I mean, at the at the end of the day, like our whole the 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 Muslim industry does not have to be defined by like music specifically. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much more out there, you know, so we don't even have to even look at it, you know, if we don't want to, you know. Um, so I, I think that's like a, that's a, that's a, that was a big challenge, man. And even that thing of like, you know, and this is one of the things I, I'm guilty of doing, you know, when I go into a Muslim website, trying to figure out like where these guys stand, like what side are they on? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh. What sect do these guys follow? Who do these guys listen to? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's... And so, this is like... Not to like to our own horn, but like... this. I think this is one of the good things that we've done at Bahath. That we've not let people like... Say that, oh no, no, no. These guys are like... You know, let's this, just... This or this that. This or that. You know? Yeah. And then of course, we have Issa's favourite section. Yeah. Well, that's a bit rude, isn't it? I don't mind. It is. It's everybody's favorite section. Who, me, do, who doesn't like food and who doesn't like travel? I mean, the food bit is like my favorite section. I'm not gonna lie. You know, honestly, my cousin, every time he he's like, actually, actually, just today, or like yesterday or something, he was like, oh, you know what? We should we should write a food blog, me and you. You know, I really like your food posts on uh, Bahath. And you know what? Actually, one of the things that we do is we every time like we want to go and find a new food place, we look at. Some of the food articles that we've done on Bahath, yeah. 
Yeah, I've done, I've done that before as well. Right? Like you, because I mean, so on that we have like articles about um, uh, alter, like kind of like alternative halal food joints. That's know? one post. That's yeah. one post. We've done Ram- like Ramadan. Yeah. Friendly restaurants, so like family friendly and yeah. like salah. Like iftar and yeah. salah and like how it like kind of uh, is suitable for that if you need it. Oh, where was that one place? In Shoreditch. We had that in, in in that post. It was a place in Shoreditch where there was a masjid on top of the restaurant. We actually went there. Oh. That Turkish I, place. Yes, huh? yes, the Turkish place above the mosques. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that so that was like that was like one of the places that we had in that post and that You ended up going there. We actually went we actually went there. A lot of the time we find the places cuz that's what we do, right? We find the place. Like uh, another one, that other one in East London, we actually went there for iftar. Yeah. Right. We went to that masjid, that masjid, that that food place, on recommendation of our own post. <laughs> you know, hey, I mean, you just proven that it works. Yes, you know? exactly. Because uh, it's tried and tested. You know, and then we had the travel section as well, which um, so one of our writers. Going back a bit. Yeah. Before you move on to the travel section. Yeah. One thing that we're gonna hopefully try and do is try to is trying to include not only like listicle posts because it's very easy to well it's not easy but um, it's quite simplistic to try and find restaurants uh, and I think we've kind of like worn that whole thing out because we've like listed how many well I guess we can we do individual reviews of restaurants yeah but like imagine like Muslim chefs are like and doing like recipe, recipes, recipe, right? Recipe, recipes, recipe-based stuff, and like, like imagine, like, like do in, at home stuff. You know what I mean? Or like an interview uh, with like a Michelin star Muslim chef. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. Yeah, that's a post in the works, man. That's a post in the works. Because I mean, even things like that, that's important. You know what I mean? You know, because like you want to have good food, and I'd have so many questions for him to ask. I know. To ask him. I mean, like you want to have good food, right? And then you want to have like Michelin's, like Michelin standard good food that is not like in Dubai. You want to have yeah. it here in London, you know. So even things like that is like super important. Yeah, and then of course the travel section. The travel section. Um, which at times it it does delve into a bit of history, which yeah. is I think which which is why we probably we are going to add a history section to the to the website yeah. very shortly. Um, but like different different interesting places from around the world we did um, I'm not sure if that was a history based post or a food which sorry one? not a food based post or a travel, or a travel based post which one was of that? course it was a travel based post because we had have a history section <laughs> <laughs> which one was it um, you know the re- European Muslims you've never heard about oh yeah yeah which yeah. was uh, I mean that's the- I mean right at the moment that's in the travel section essentially because we don't have a history section at the yeah. moment yeah um, so which because we're trying to f- you were trying to fit it Coming in. Coming in soon, inshallah. Inshallah. But like a proper inshallah, not like a. Not like not like an uncle. Yeah, inshallah. Yeah. But this is but that that was a uh, European the European Muslims that you've never heard of, about. which talked about like a section of Muslims within uh, around Lithuania, Bosnia, and I don't want to guess the other one because it's probably completely wrong. But that area around the of, Caucasus. Yeah, region. Region. Um, who had like maintained their. Um, Islamic faith uh, in an area which is sparsely populated by Muslims. Yeah, 
that was that was really interesting you know the 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 way islam has kind of survived through the ages you know in play, yeah in, in in areas which like you'd never consider like you know people think of eastern europe and they're like they their heads don't automatically go to like oh islam i want like muslims in eastern europe yeah sure i mean in europe when we think about muslims we're gonna think about spain right essentially yeah. you know because that's well like a th- like a tiny part of turkey yeah and i mean and sicily as well in it in italy sicily was part of uh the muslim lands yeah so i mean like i mean like but we're gonna think about places like that you know things are like a place with a long tradition of islam yeah a very because obviously these like the caucus regions they weren't they weren't within the ayyubid empires and the umayyad empires right they were within they were within their own latter empires such as the ottomans yeah cuz the i think it was the umayyads who who took spain if i'm going to have to get a fact check on that yeah we're gonna have to and i do history so this is really bad i should know this you should i know i'm actually reading a classical history book but i mean like the whole history of islam in europe is very complex and diverse i mean they i've heard they've even came up to like france oh really yeah so yeah so i mean like but a a long tradition of islam in um you don't really necessarily think of you, you oh. don't think of the I mean you, you think of the Caucasus When you think of the Caucasus regions You think of What? Imam Shamil Right? Yeah You think people like that And even that Like very Small period in history You know Otherwise you're just going to be thinking about the Ottomans all the time Yeah That's When you think about Europe European Muslims Ottomans You know But that's not the only thing that the travel Section has yeah, It has actual Practical Practical travel Posts you know, like we had uh, Oman. And I actually recently was in Oman. And I can say without a doubt that it's a very beautiful country. And and it, w- it wasn't clickbait, the title, actually. Yeah, no, it was actually like, Oman is actually very beautiful. It's so green. What was the title again? It was um, the most underrated holiday destination. In the Mid- yeah, it was. The most ho- underrated holiday destination in the Middle East. Yeah, and it was Oman. It's... You know, it's so amazing how quickly it can change from desert to just absolutely green. I'm telling you right now, it looked like Wales. It's absolutely... I was, so I was in Salala, which is uh, like right on the western part of uh, Oman. Pretty much the furthest away from Muscat, which is the capital city. But it was still, I mean, it was amazing. It was beautiful. People were very nice, accommodating, you know. And uh, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed my time there, you know. And I, I mean, I didn't have a McDonald's, but you know, you can't have oh, everything. What a shame! I know, right? I mean, it's crazy. It's the only thing you go for, and then it's like, oh. Yeah. Um, and then one post that I really like from that section as well uh, was the we did a post on Las Vegas, which oh yeah, which sets alarm bells off. Las Vegas. Yeah. But uh, so it was like halal places to visit in Las Vegas, essentially. You know, and and not just halal in like the, oh we can eat here kind yeah. of sense you know other places, well, it's it was well it was quite a difficult post to do for the writer who did it, but um, essentially it was about trying to find haram with, sorry find, oh okay, <laughs> alrighty, so it was quite a difficult post I guess for the writer who did it or wrote it, um, but the post the concept of the post was more about 
finding the halal within the haram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which... I which, mean, we had like a disclaimer at the beginning, like, this place is not a good place to be at. Yeah, uh, Don't visit. We're not encouraging to visit. But I if mean, you're there... Okay, yeah. I mean, essentially, like... So these aren't places that you'd, like, go to Las Vegas to see. But they're, like, places where, like, you're in Las Vegas, you know, you had a, some family living there or, like, a work thing. These are places, diverted plane or... Or something like that, right? You can go there. And these are places where you can feel comfortable, you know, like where it's not the Las Vegas strip and it's not some casino. You know, the places where, you know, you can feel comfortable and know that you're, like, you're in a... Better, better place. A better place, right? Necessarily. Uh, well, well. Yeah, a better, a better place. So, a you better know, place, yeah. In a better environment, so to speak. So... And then we did a similar post on San, San Francisco. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, which was good. San Francisco, man. That's a dream, man. I actually really want to go. You ever been? No, I haven't been. I've been to the, I've been to the East Coast. I've been to, like, Washington, New York. Um, like, where else have I been? Baltimore. Uh, and then like I've because I we drove from DC Washington DC all the way to New York, so that was. Did you take a coach? Yeah, I mean, the bus driver drove, you, you, but I'm saying like we were in the bus. You know we, what I mean? We drove. I we didn't, but I mean it was long. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean it's not like, but it was so cheap, man. Like, I think it cost like twelve dollars per person. Like I've never taken a coach here to like anywhere, like. Far off, like to Birmingham or something. So I don't know how much I it have. cost. It was you. horrible. How much did it cost? It was really cheap. Yeah. Well, like, they are like, generally like ten pounds or something like that. I think it was like twenty quid. Yeah. Okay. There and back. Twenty quid there and back, right? With these guys, so we took a greyhound, right? Yeah. It cost twelve dollars there and back. Yeah. And I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, this was like two years ago. So I mean, but like it was, it was dirt cheap, you know. But I just, I, I don't like. Coaches at all. Yeah, I don't like coaches either. Trust me, I know. I've 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 had extensive coach and bus travel experience here and in the Middle East. So like I know that like bus travel ain't the greatest thing. But I mean, you know, it's a cheap option and hey that bus had Wi Fi on it. It wasn't good Wi Fi, but it had Wi Fi. Well the one that went to Oman. Oh no no. That's a whole other story for a whole other time. We can do a whole podcast. We on can that. do a whole podcast on that, but no, this was this was the the, the bus between um, what was it, uh, DC and New York City. That was pretty. That was long, but I mean, alhamdulillah, you know, like the travel section has a lot of places, a lot of things within it that, you know, and it can only expand. For example, you know, travel. Someone is always traveling. Food, someone's always eating something. Fashion, fashion is always changing and we're always discovering new new things, you know. And that's what bahath is. Bahatha, right? In Arabic, it's a verb. It means to find, right? And that's what bahath is. It's, yeah. it's that active, you know, search for just amazing Muslims doing amazing things. And things that you would never think about ordinarily. So, what's next in terms of these podcasts? Obviously, this is our first podcast, and we've talked a lot about the website. What next? What are we going to go into next? Well, I guess like one of the one of the um, ideas that uh, encouraged us to start a podcast was 
I realised that because I okay, guess so to explain a little about a little bit about how we do interviews generally is we have either it's an in person interview or it's like through Skype. Or, or some kind of like FaceTime or something, and we record that conversation with the person. And I found that we're like we've done like not to not to toot my own horn, but um, we've done some really good interviews. Yeah. With really interesting people, and we we have like mini like about maybe like twenty really good mini podcasts essentially. Just out of those interviews. Just out of those interviews, and I was I, I sometimes I listen back to them and I just I was like that's really interesting. We should probably because sh- I mean there's a limit to how many people read, right? Yeah. And so, um, I think a podcast is a really good opportunity to try and um, share us the stories that we collect um, with another with an audience through an auditory um, medium. Medium. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even those things that we like those interviews that we've we've conducted, um, like the people we've spoken to. Obviously, we've had to ask some questions and things like that, and there's certain things within what like those interviews that we wanted to like expand on things that you can just talk about for an hour, you know. So I think like that's kind of that's one of the directions of the podcasts, you know, have like really like specialized conversation, like yeah. not f- anything formal, not like me asking you questions or you know, but like something like very informal a conversation about a specific thing like that is like you know something like really interesting that we that we felt or an interesting person or yeah or, or, or you know founder of a <clears throat> interesting organization something that's very interesting as as we like to say and innovative and innovative i can make a bit of a joke right here but i'm not going to <laughs> so yeah inshallah we're really excited about where bahath is gonna go and these podcasts as well and the people we're going to bring to you and so we're just trying to improve and grow and grow and uh, hopefully you can join us along the way and so uh, inshallah until the next podcast this was Isa and Muhammad Assalamu alaikum Did you press down or did you press the thing? She got one of our writers who's an Omani and she like waxed lyrical yeah. Um, about her own country. <laughs> what the heck? Wax lyrical? What the heck Wax is that? lyrical, you just talked like sick stuff about people. What? Whose phrase is that? Is that like a rap phrase? No, it's not. It's easy. It's I've a heard phrase. it in a rap song, yes. Wax lyrical, I have never heard that. Yeah, wax it's lyrical. It's a thing. Yeah. What is it? Oh. I have never heard that ever in my life. Wax lyrical, it's like when you talk very highly of something. Wax lyrical of her hometown. Bro, I have never. But it's probably heard best, that. best not to put it in because if it's wrong, it's kind of embarrassing. Bro, I've never heard that.